If you've ever had to work around the kind of leader who has expectations of you and that maybe it's how many hours you'll work in a day or how late you'll stay after the you're off the clock and, and you know, just get the work done. Or maybe it's they just completely misunderstand, don't understand or don't care about the fact that you have a life outside of work. If you've ever worked for a leader like that, then perhaps when they give you orders, give you commands, tell you to do something, set expectations for you, you feel a complete disconnect from them. Emotionally, mentally, relationally, they're not on the same plane with you. They don't get it. They have no idea who you are and it appears they really don't care. That's what I want to talk about today on Leading Leaders. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. And I'm sure at some point in your life, you've worked with someone or for someone who kind of has their own little la-la land, whether it's a fictitious la-la land or a real la-la land, they live in a part of the universe that you're not directly related to. They don't understand what you're going through on a daily basis. I, having been in a family with being raised by a single mom and then I married a single mom, uh, having people in my family who have disabilities, complete loss of limbs or arthritis or things of that nature, they have genuine limitations that make life complicated. And it's hard when you see a leader who is unplugged from that complicated reality. They live in their lofty towers, if you will. They have everything figured out for them. It's all going along hunky-dory as long as the rest of these people would do what they're told to do. They, they're disconnected completely from what we would call reality. Now, I know there are a lot of people who live in a reality all their own that is kind of drama created. It's self-created. It's a self-imposed set of limitations. They believe that they can't do this or they can't do that. And therefore, they will never try to do anything beyond what they feel comfortable doing. As a leader, as a leadership coach, that's one of the most trying aspects of dealing with some clients. To ask them to do something that's outside their comfort zone, well, it's the only place place that growth happens. Growth happens outside of your comfort zone. Change happens when the pain of staying the same becomes greater than the pain of change. But either way, there's going to be pain. And ultimately, either way, there's going to be change. The question is, will you change at the right time for your own benefit against your own comfort zone? Or are you going to stay where you are? See, these are two different realities. One reality says, my life is a disaster. I'm a victim. I'm set up by the system. I have limitations, physical, mental, financial, emotional, whatever they are. And therefore, I am a victim and nothing will ever change for me. On the other hand, you have those who genuinely have limitations, who are doing all they can to press past them. My friend Nick Vujicic is a good example of that. This is a man born with no arms and no legs. But he has made a very successful career of reaching out to young people who are, for whatever reason, feeling victimized, feeling like their life is falling apart and they have no hope. And they find themselves on the edge of life, maybe considering ending their own life. Nick has found a way to reach into their hearts, to empathize with them and to say, hey, you're not alone. We may not be just alike, but we're enough alike that I care about you. We're enough alike that we have pains and problems and challenges in our relationships and opportunities in our life that we may never get to see 
that others have already enjoyed. But that's okay. Life is still worth living, and here's why. See, good leaders understand that there may be a difference between you and I. Maybe it's where we grew up or how much money we grew up with or what kind of family we were raised by or what kind of education we've had or what part of the world we've grown up in. I can honestly tell you it's mind-bending and heartbreaking when I hear young people in America say, we're so oppressed. Take a couple of weeks and go to the Congo. I've been there. Spend some time in Brazil, in the ghettos of Brazil. Been there outside of Pelotas and Sao Paulo and all over. Take the time to go to Cuba or Honduras. Tour the streets of Europe sometime. And you're going to see an entirely different way of living that you are currently out of touch with. Your perception of what life should be, what life could be, and what life really is, they're not the same. A good leader has taken the time to get to know the plight of the people they lead. What is their life like? Let me give you a good contrast to this. Maybe you remember National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation a decade or two ago when the Jelly of the Month Club became the annual bonus instead of enough of a cash bonus to put in an in-ground swimming pool. There was a whole lot of hope built around that one expectation. But when the boss of the boss's 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 boss decided, nah, We'll just do the Jelly of the Month Club. We're not going to give Christmas bonuses this year. Somebody had to help him realize the decision that he made in his lofty tower that made zero impact on his life was a tremendous impact on the life of the people that he made the decision for. That's pretty drastic. But we've seen uh, Bosses, another television uh, movie, that actually became very popular about some people getting revenge on their bosses. There was one called Christmas Party where they kind of had the same thing. The Scrooge is a very similar kind of idea that the people in charge, the people who are making the decisions, the people who decide whether you get a bonus or not and how much of a bonus it might be, they're the ones who are out of touch. They're the ones who don't understand the people. They're the ones who just don't get it. Well, real leaders, good leaders... Understand that they lead, you ready for this? This is hard. Humans, yep. Real leaders lead humans. And when they lead humans, they lead humans, people, with their own life stories, with their own set of events. And whether it's in the stories that you tell or the way that you lead or the decisions that you make, like, I'm going to fly my private jet all over the country and I'm going to tell everyone else you can't have a car that burns fuel because it has too much of a carbon footprint. By the way, the scientists say, the real scientists, that one hour in a private jet is the same amount of carbon footprint as a household for three months. So your standard lifestyle as it is, after four trips in a jet, that would cover you for an entire year. And yet it's the people with the jets who say, yeah, we're, we're going to keep our jets. You need to get rid of your car. We're going to keep our jets. You need to turn up your AC. We're going to keep our jets. You need to turn off your washing machine and unplug your refrigerator for three or four hours a day because you're too much of a burden on the electric grid, which is bad for the environment, which is which is why we've got to get rid of carbon, you know, petroleum-based fuels. But I'm going to keep my jet. See, that's out of touch. That's, that's the loss of connection. That's the inability. And that's not just in the story they tell. It's not just the narrative they live by. It is their lifestyle. 
And they do it, many of them, intentionally and knowingly, knowing that they're out of touch, knowing that they're not empathetic with the plight of your life. They don't care what it's like to drive a 20-year-old car. They don't care what it's like to live in a house that's 80, 90 degrees. They don't care what it's like to not be able to protect yourself. No, none of those things are important to them. They're not connected to those problems. They don't, well, they don't have those problems. The problems they have are, well, they're different. It's, you know, people who won't comply. They're out of touch. They're not connected. They have no empathy and they have no humility. See, I also find that real leaders are humble enough to say, I, I want to understand what your life is like. I want to understand what you're going through. Uh, my wife and I just watched a strange little Netflix series called uh, Snowflake Mountain, where they took a bunch of basically spoiled, rotten brats in their late teens and early 20s out into the wilderness and taught them a little bit of independence and a little bit of self-supporting ideologies. You know, how do I take care of me? How do I take care of the people around me? What if I'm no longer dependent on everybody else, but I learn to be independent on myself? What if I understand that life isn't all about me, but I need to contribute to society in some way as well? And Snowflake Mountain kind of taught him that. Many of them walked away at the end of the story saying, my life is completely different. I'm doing a different thing now. I live a different life because they found humility and they found empathy. They were able to look at the cost they had been to society, to their families, to the people around them and say, hang on, I want to be a contribution. I want to help. I want to pitch in. I want to be a part. So whether you're talking about Scrooge or you're talking about Christmas vacation or you're talking about the jet setters and the Hollywood elites who want to fly around the country on their jet planes and then tell you that you're using the wrong kind of fertilizer in your home garden, that you can't raise chickens that look like that or have grass that that's tall because it's damaging to the environment. No, we want you to comply and do everything we want you to and not, not try to live like us because only we can live like us. That's disconnected. That's not a good leader. A good leader takes a step back and says, where are the places that we're alike? How can I have empathy for the lifestyle that you live? How can I better understand who you are? And that requires humility. I can tell you when, as a communicator, you lose the connection with the people you're communicating. As a leader who is required to communicate, it's probably the number one thing that you've got to be able to do well. When you tell stories that don't sound anything like the life of the people you're talking to. If you're talking about flying around to all your different vacation spots, five, six, seven, 12 times a year on another vacation and then another vacation and another vacation in your private jet, and they're wondering how to keep the food bill paid or the lights on or gas in their car to get the kids to school and still pay for all the school supplies that the school no longer provides, they have to buy themselves. And they're wondering how they're gonna stay off of food stamps. You're out of touch. Your story doesn't inspire them or motivate them. It frustrates them because they realize one of these things is not like the other. And if you're taking advantage of them, if you are working them extra hours, looking for their loyalty, waiting to see who will stay the extra hours and who won't, because, well, your lifestyle demands that they perform greater, you're out of touch. You're not going to connect. And it's not just that you can tell the right story or use the stories of your life that resonate with the people that you're leading. It's that you have the genuine humility and empathy to say, I once was where, we, where you are now, but my objective isn't just to make me wealthier, it's to bring you along with me. 
That's not just a change of story, my friends. That's a change of heart. And until a leader is willing to say, empathetically, I know how you feel, I've been there, and humility-wise to be able to say, how can I help? What could I do differently? They're not going to connect as leaders. They might lecture. They might be good tyrants. They might run a business well, but they're not going to connect well with the humans that they need to run their business well. If you're the kind of leader who doesn't connect because you don't have the empathy or the humility to do so, it's time to start with your journal, writing some stories about your own life, reflecting on how you got to where you are and just how related you are to the people you lead. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.